Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. Indeed it is. Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. It's brought to you by the Weekend Post and the Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. From the sports pages today, the Daily Dispatch, Proteus puts spin on World Cup selection. The Proteas have roped in the services of three frontline spinners for their 15-man squad heading to the ICC T20 World Cup in the UAE and Oman in October. Unorthodox left-arm spinner Tabre Shamsi, who leads the bowling ICC T20 rankings, will lead the Proteus spin attack and will be assisted by Keshav Maharaj and Bjorn Fortein. On the sports pages of the Herald newspaper today, Chipper taking it one game at a time. Chipper United are on a mission to collect as many points as they can, as early as they can, in the DSTV Premiership this season, new signing Sami Siabi said. The 26-year-old joined the side from Mamelodi Sundowns. He spent last season on loan at Morocco Swallows, where he played in 19 league and cup matches. After a two-week FIFA break, the Chili Boys are back in action and will face league rookies Royal AM at the Chatsworth Stadium on Sunday. What would you do with 50,000 Rand? Win your share of 100,000 Rand when you enter the Daily Dispatch Cashmania competition. You could win the grand prize of 50,000 Rand or one of 20 cash prizes of 2,500 Rands each. The competition closes on the 26th of September 2021 and an entry form is printed in the Daily Dispatch every day. Get your copy of the Daily Dispatch and enter now. Daily Dispatch, local, fearless, empowering you. It's that weekend feeling with Darren Mann, our guest on the show today, Vice President of Cricket South Africa, Donovan May. Donovan, hello. Hi, good morning, Darren. Good morning to your audience. Donovan, I'm going to start with a tough one. The past few years, we've seen as many, if not more, headlines regarding administration of cricket in South Africa than the sport itself. More than one board elected, dismissed, investigation of office bearers, allegations of factionalism. Even the Ministry of Sport got involved at one point. Depending on who you speak to, you get a different perspective. From your point of view, what's been going on and are we settled at the moment? I think, Darren, yeah, we've made some good strides uh, <clears throat> over the last few months, obviously you know, putting in a new board. I mean, uh, if one goes back, uh, I got into the Cricket SA board um, as a non-independent director in 2019. And I think the problem started way before that already. I think it's more with the cancellation of the Global T20 League. That is where the problems obviously started. <clears throat> because obviously we lost millions of rands um, because we never had broadcast rights. I think that is probably where the, you know, where the problem started. And it just... Um, capitulated all the time and I think when once we got onto the board I mean I've been serving at Eastern Province Cricket for many years so I understand how the how the things operate from a political perspective and from a business perspective sure. um, there was issues I think there was issues with SACA and uh, yes you know one tried to fix the situation but it just got worse and worse and worse Sure. and one has to be very honest about this thing I mean uh, you could have uh, salvaged the problems I think in the beginning but because of people running to uh, various platforms around the country, I think that made things extremely worse for cricket and the administration to a point where it nearly collapsed. And that is why the ministry got involved and even SASCO um, got involved. Um, and we were trying to correct the company. We had a, a, a good roadmap in order to uh, fix the company and um, to ensure that we're on the right track. 
But because of the uh, of the individualism that went to the various platforms, I think that just tried to destroy it. Whether people had personal agendas, we don't know at this stage, but um, but we got to a stage where the company was basically put on administration, if you can use that word, uh, by the minister appointing an interim board uh, to be able to fix up whatever need to be fixed up uh, to, to be fixed up. And I think the one point was that we had to um, apply the Nicholson's recommendation, which was um, which was given to Cricket South Africa in 2011 or 2012. Wow. But as we know, because uh, SASCOC, who is our mother body, that we, um, that we are a member of, uh, we had to comply with their constitution. And at the time, we did not comply with their constitution. So we then had to then make a few changes to the uh, Nicholson's um, re report, whereas it requested more independent people running sports. And SASCOC says, no, sporting people should be running sports, not independent people. Hence, we went ahead with the non-independence, and it was it was it it was okay at, at at the time. Hence, we then got to this point in 2019, 2020, where the minister said, "Now we will have to implement the um, the Nicholson's um, you know report," and which which did, and it was a it was a, a process <clears throat> that unfolded over months and months and months, backwards and forwards, meetings and meetings and meetings, and but. Eventually, we got to the end result, and uh, this is where we are at the moment. I think the new board, as they came in, they said, but there's actually nothing wrong with this company. This company's fine. Yes, we've lost a lot of money, legal fees and stuff like that, you know. Biggest challenges facing you? Obviously, uh, the COVID lockdown has not assisted when it comes to generating revenue. Definitely, Darren. I think all stadiums um, around the country has been affected um, really badly. It affected their cash flows because when you don't have any content in the stadiums, Remember, your your content is basically your your selling of your suites, uh, your 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 bar revenue, also your food revenues. <clears throat> that is um, that is a major part of of the stadiums of to make them sustainable. But because of COVID, yes, I mean, if you look at Eastern Province, I mean, we haven't had an international game in, in probably two years. I mean, probably not going to have one for the next couple of years because the new uh, the new uh, features has already been out. India coming, West Indies coming, Netherlands coming, so we don't have any content here, and and, and that is a concern because uh, when the games come, you've got to try and get into a bubble, and the bubble has got to be in such a way where it's it's got to be very in close proximity of of the various stadiums. Hence, you see Gauteng, uh, uh, the Wanderers, and also SuperSport getting games, and you get uh, Cape Town and also Boland Sport. Uh, you know, stadium getting games because they are in very close proximity. Well, the Eastern Cape it is a bit difficult because we've got is London, which is about 300 kilometers away. So it does cause a bit of a problem when it comes to traveling and there's no flights going to London in any case. So it does create a bit of a, a concern and, and a problem for the, you know, for some of the stadiums. But yes, it has affected, it has affected um, Cricket South Africa also because of tours being cancelled. If you look at the England tour, that was cancelled halfway into the tour. And um, so it does cost you a lot of money. Donovan, outside of the uh, problems regarding uh, revenue generation, could you maybe outline one or two of the other big challenges facing you as a board? I think, um, yeah, obviously with a new uh, Enoch Nkwe um, situation, I think that is, that is one of the challenges that we are faced, that the board is facing with at the moment. And uh, that's something that uh, the board 
is going to investigate as to what has transpired with the Enoch and Quay uh, saga. So once we have a report, then we can deal with these matters, and especially now that we're busy with the SJN project. Uh, you know, so the timing was just, just not right, if I can put it that way. But we have to deal with this <clears throat> as it comes along. But um, like I said, we, we still have a long road ahead of us, and a lot of work uh, is, 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 um, you know, is, 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 you know, still has to, has to happen, you know. Allied to the Enoch and Quay uh, issue is the fact that Mark Boucher's position as coach has, has come into question from various quarters. Uh, heading into a T20 World Cup, it's not an ideal position to be in, is it? I think uh, it is, this, is, this is obviously my view. I think if we had to um, um, touch or, or remove a coach at this stage, I think it will put a lot of doubt into the players' minds, instability. So we've, 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 we've gone to Sri Lanka. We're not having a very good Sri Lankan tea, um, you know, a tour. We're not sure exactly what that is, but obviously Quicks Africa will get a report, uh, you know, back once they come back. And then they go to, um, to the World Cup. And we have to, uh, I mean, we announced a team yesterday. We have to ensure that we have a very good World Cup. Otherwise, uh, you know what, we could sit with another dramatic situation again in, in, in the near future because we know as South Africans' audiences, we want uh, always to ensure that we have good um, good wins. We want to win everything. We hate losing. And uh, that is just uh, I'm sure the media and the public will come out strong against if the team does badly. So we're going to ensure that, that the coach and his staff at this stage, whether there's a cloud hanging over whatever is hanging, uh, we have to ensure that we give good results at, at the World Cup. As you said, the T20 World Cup squad, to be led by Temba Bavuma, was named yesterday. There's always a question mark about one or two players, regardless which sport it is. Uh, maybe this guy shouldn't have made it. Maybe this guy who was left out should have made it. But in general, uh, you satisfied with the, the T20 World Cup squad as announced? You know, Darren, it's, it's very strange. Uh, you know, because <laughs> I got a, a, a WhatsApp message this morning saying, why didn't, one of, why didn't this particular player not make the squad himself? <laughs> <laughs> and um, as administrators, we don't normally get involved with the selection. We leave that to the selectors. And yes, you're going to get unhappiness, uh, but that is just the way it is. I mean, um, we have to look at our transformation targets. Uh, and yes, we have got very good players in this country. Spots are so, so each and every player has to perform. Uh, we can use a term, and that is that uh, we cannot have passengers, but we've got very good players. I mean, our black and white players, they're extremely good. They play around the world. They are recognized around the world. So I think we have got a good World Cup squad going to the World Cup. They just have to focus on the game. And we always say, and that is that the lethal politics to the administrators, you, you get paid to play the game. You get paid a handsome amount of money. You go and play the game. Whatever happens in the boardroom, that is our business. We cannot go and play the game for you on the game when you're having a bad game or a bad day. So they just got to have to perform on field. And we will deal with the politics behind, behind the scenes. The ugly head of racism, or alleged racism, raises its head more often than we would possibly expect 27 years into democracy. Is that something you wrestle with? And it, it can't be easy to deal with. So it's difficult to deal with it, um, but it's also, it's, it's also uh, something... We, we've identified the problems when the Black Lives Matter came to us um, about two years ago. I was still part of a board and we implemented a commission we appointed the uh, <clears throat> SJN project, um, the uh, advocate, and um, we, we set up a whole structure where players can come and speak, speak up and speak out. And 
a lot of things are coming out of this. You know, some of these things are horrific, horrific stories, but we have to deal with it as it, you know, as it comes. We will we'll await for the report of the ombudsman before the board can, and also as a cricket can be able to um, to deal with whatever is coming out of it. And you know what, I uh, I'm sure that we can still move forward with the game. It's a beautiful game we, that uh, that we have. You know. Can I ask you, you referred in passing to, let's call it the South African version of the IPL, an international T20 tournament. Is that going to happen again or is it on the back burner? I think let's say it's on the back burner at this stage uh, because of the COVID regulations. And yes, I think we are putting in a request to the minister uh, with regards to opening up stadiums. And uh, if we do, if we can open up stadiums, uh, I'm sure these games can go ahead. But as we know, uh, we've got our COVID regulations, and uh, there is a call that uh, whoever is has been um, has been vaccinated and come with their vaccinated card to a, to a stadium, they will definitely be uh, you know, allowed in. So we're just hoping for that to be um, documented and to be put in, into place, and we can get our stadiums, you know, back to capacity. Um, because the I think our the Mzansi T20 League is a very is a very good tournament. It brings good uh, revenue to the stadium. It also, uh, to all the stadiums, it brings um, sponsors on board and uh, we can at least sell broadcast rights because it's, it's a good tournament. And I, I think our timing is also correct at this stage. But at this stage, it's still on the back burner. We will have to see how things go uh, after World Cup or so, you know. Now, you've been a member of uh, the board at Cricket South Africa in one capacity or another since 2019. Prior to that, our paths have crossed many times. I forget how long you've been part of Eastern Province Cricket. But if I could finish with a personal question. Um, at the end of your career, looking back, what would you like your legacy in the game to be? Darren, you know, I got onto the EP Cricket Board in 2000, sorry, as president in 2009 to 2011. Then I took a break, I resigned, I came back in 2013. When I came back in 2013, I found a company that I, that I was running two years ago. <clears throat> it has changed dramatically, it's running losses. Um, we've had to make some changes. We've, there has been a lot of successes. Also having a very good board in place and also a good CEO is so important. Um, if you have a weak CEO, you're going to have a weak uh, operational team. But the legacy that we can leave behind is that uh, we have done so much. And I think also at the AGM, my, um, my final report to Eastern Province Cricket and its members about the state of Eastern Province Cricket will outline all the successes that we've had. The legacy that I'd like to leave behind is to ensure that Eastern Province Cricket remains a stable company. I know people, people do believe and that is that they, will, or they can always do better. And sometimes they can do better, but it's also how enthusiastic you are to, to be able to take this company forward. We've taken Eastern Province Cricket forward with a, with a, you know, with a board that we have got and the CEO that we have got. And we just ensure, I want to ensure that my legacy remains and that I cannot come sit back in two years' time saying, what happened? What has happened to Eastern Province Cricket? We've built this company up to be a strong empower. We've got a very good franchise team, the Warriors. We own the Warriors. We uh, we bought the, the shares from you know from Border Cricket uh, two years ago, so this this area owns the Warriors brand itself, and and we are building up a good brand. We've just got a new sponsor, and that is that is something that we can be very very proud of. So the company is stable, and I'm just ensure, just want to ensure that the uh, that the new board that takes over when we leave will ensure that um, that our legacy will remain. No chance of leaking the name of the new sponsor to us. As GBETS, uh, it's already been made mention, I think, in this morning's newspaper. So, uh, yes, we're very um, proud and very 
fortunate and very thankful that GBET has come on board to to be able to um, to be our, our our team sponsor, which is which is absolutely you know fantastic for us. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show today, Vice President of Cricket South Africa, Donovan May. Have yourself a good day, Donovan. Thank you, Darren. Thank you very much. Thank you. Goodbye. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann, brought to you by the Weekend Post and the Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition for Friday the 10th of September. Find out more by going to heraldlive.co.za and dispatchlive.co.za. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates, and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. That was That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. 